And day 358 since uh, Joey, your president, nearly a full year now, uh, said he would never abandon Americans in Afghanistan, the Islamic Emirates of Afghanistan. You know, there's a, uh, I won't go into all of it. It would just take too long. There was a, a very, a, a very big piece in the New York Post this weekend about what life is like um, for women in Afghanistan. It was written by Holly McKay. And anyway, tells the story of a journalist, you know, divides her life into two parts before and after America's pullout from Afghanistan. Her voice cracks as she confesses that many people in our country have expressed suicidal thoughts, a concept deeply frowned upon in Islamic societies. Before the U.S. left, life was good. We participated in the government. We worked in every field. Now it's very hard to work outside, meaning women without harassment. And she did no longer working as a journalist, but as a mental health counselor, women can't attend universities unless they wear a full burqa, a burqa rather. And I mean, full, you have to, you have to literally cover your entire face. Young girls are no longer able to go back to school. All the things that we told you, educational cuts, they banned girls from going to school beyond sixth grade. They're not allowed to go. Oh, this isn't what Joe promised, is it? Um, later in the program, we've talked about this, not in enough detail, but it's really coming to a head. You know, we've been watching the aggressiveness of the communist Chinese, and I've been making the point, in my view, when you look at countries like Russia and Ukraine and China, you've got the Biden family syndicate compromised to the you know highest level. There's no doubt in my mind, we, we did learn that Libya had a dossier on zero experience hunter. They knew all about his drug use, all about hiring hookers and this proclivity for women of the night, saying it nicely. They had the full dossier on him. And, you know, there's got to be a reason why you'd shut down the Keystone XL pipeline, which would have been finished by now. We would have been able to import 900,000 barrels of Canadian oil a day uh, instead of begging Russia, Iran, the Saudis, Venezuela, OPEC. You know, we should be producing it all domestically. We'd be paying $2 a gallon like we used to under Donald Trump. But, you know, no new Green Deal, radical socialist Democrats going to allow that. That's not even up for discussion. So um, and then we got the issue. Why would Joe Biden? Why would he be given these concessions? Now he wants to lift the tariffs that Donald Trump put on China for good reason. For unfair trade practices. The president said, no, if we're going to have trade, it's going to be free and fair. And if we're going to import all this stuff from your country, well, you're going to start importing materials from our country. Uh, and if not, we're putting tariffs on you. So the president put, what, $500 billion worth of tariffs on the communist Chinese. That was just the beginning. But now Joe is even sending the strategic petroleum reserves that we have, even though we're paying record high prices for, for gasoline and energy. He said, why would you send 5 million barrels of oil to the same company that did business with zero experience Hunter? But there's something even bigger. We know all the fentanyl brought in by the cartels through our southern border is all made in China. We're now finding out, and now people have become a little hip to this. We've discussed it. We're going to discuss it in more detail, very specifically with Sarah Carter, who's been investigating this. You know, Nancy Pelosi is scheduled to go to Taiwan. And now the communist Chinese are trying to prevent it from happening. They tried to do the same thing when Mike Pompeo went 
there a few months earlier. Mike Pompeo told him to pound sand, and he went there. Now the administration is, is advising Pelosi maybe it's not a good time to go. Why not? Why is it that there are no consequences for China flying their, their fighter jets over Taiwan airspace pretty much whenever they feel like it? Or threatening the U.S. You know, in the Pacific, in the region, and threatening Japan? You know, the hostilities are getting stronger and stronger, but something worse is happening. The communist Chinese have been buying hundreds and hundreds of thousands of acres of farmland, ranches, cattle ranches in this country. And in many cases, the acreage is near our most sensitive military installations. And by the way, they're willing to pay a premium. You know, it's kind of hard if somebody goes to a rancher or a farmer and says, you know what, I want your, your farm. I'll pay you twice the value for it. And the farmer's going to go, and I won't have to work my ass off and, and worry about whether or not I can afford fertilizer and seed this year. I'll take the deal. They're not thinking about it. But it's happening all over the country. And it's happening near bases in North Dakota and Montana and Oklahoma and near the U.S.-Mexico uh, Lachlan Air Force Base. I mean, 136,000 acres here, 135,000 acres there. Ron DeSantis spoke out about it. He sh they should not be able to buy. We can't buy land in China. All right, we'll get to that. The media, let me just tell you something. I've just done this. I've been in this business far too long, and I can tell when a movement is beginning. Let me be the first to explain this to you and watch it unfold in the next year and a half, even faster. In the next six months, you're going to see this. So Gavin Newsom, and I'll explain in detail where the money's coming from, the Gettys and some other billionaires in San Francisco. So he's got all this money that he's taking out ads on Fox News local ads, Fox, my channel, taking out ads to attack Ron DeSantis. Come to the free state of California. Imagine that. By the way, income tax uh, in in California, it's 12.3%. In Florida, it's 0.0%. It's insane. Florida has a third of the budget of California because they're not a sanctuary state that gives everything else away for free. And come to the free state. Now he's doing it in Texas, going after Gavin Newsom, taking out a series of ads in like the Houston Chronicle, Austin American Statesman, and El Paso Times. I'll give you the specifics of, of Gavin in a second. Gavin is a... He's that, he's, he's that, he's, you know, he's central casting politician, just a sleazy phony and just a phony hypocrite. His kids go to private school. Every other kid in California has remote learning. He goes out to expensive restaurants, the most expensive restaurant, one of the most expensive restaurants in California, uh, while everybody else in California is not allowed to go to bars and restaurants. It's just a phony and anyway, so it's clear to me that the Democrats between the Washington Post this weekend, New York Times, three separate occasions. Now, even the meet, late night comedians are turning on Biden. They're beginning to just state the obvious that we've been stating for two and a half years that he's a weak, frail and a cognitive mess. But watch them now begin the push for Gavin, Gavin, Gavin. In other words, I'm projecting into the future what you're going to see happen. Hannity, how do you know? Do you have a crystal ball? Uh, in a way, just just my gut instinct. In other words, they don't think Kamala is strong enough. She's not up to the task. You know, Mayor, you know, Pothole Pete 
Buttigieg, you know, him lecturing people on getting electric cars and paying more, the higher the price, the the greater benefit. I'm like, oh, thanks a lot, Mayor Pete. There's a slogan for for a campaign. So just watch what's happened. And it's going to be a big push. Basically, that's going to be the election. And, And in my mind, they want either Newsom against Trump or Newsom against DeSantis. That's the showdown they want because that's the showdown they think that's going to be the most interesting to them. And they think Gavin might be able to be just a, a strong enough alternative to Joe. He will, now, he won't govern any differently than Joe Biden. He's a radical Green New Deal socialist. He is a climate alarmist cultist. So the policies will be the same, if not worse. We'll become the United uh, Sanctuary States of America, considering his state is a sanctuary state. Just watch. Um, let me just give you a preview of what's coming up this week. We will get tomorrow consumer confidence numbers currently in the tank. We expect they'll be in the tank still tomorrow. Uh, we have a federal reserve meeting and a decision on interest rates coming. We're expecting another three quarter of a basis point, uh, interest rate hike, maybe a full basis point interest rate hike. In other words, a full percentage point which is is going to do, again, another prediction. It's already started. I said this, what, two months ago, Linda, what did I say? Wait till it hits the housing market. Once interest rates hit a certain tipping point, new home construction stops, sale of pre-existing homes will end, home values will plummet. Just like in the stock market, if you put a lot of money in the stock market, you've seen what's happened over the last number of months. You know, I, I lowered my exposure over a year ago to the stock market. Everybody I, I meet, Linda, how many times did I tell you? Lower your exposure. Oh, lower your exposure. I mean, it's been endless, Sean. You've been warning, warning us every day. And I've been telling, and I don't give financial advice. I've been saying, okay, lock in your interest rate. Get it now. Americanfinancing.net. By the way, the interest rate, if you got one today, is going to look stellar a year, year and a half from now. You'll be glad you locked in at this rate because they're going to keep going higher. And I've been saying once new home construction stops, then sale of pre-existing homes will stop. And why are they going to stop? Think about it. If you have a 30-year fixed mortgage at 2.5%, 2.8%, 3%, 3 3.5%, you you're not getting anywhere near that rate. Once you get up to 6 7 8%, you know, 30-year rates for a mortgage, nobody's going to want to sell their home that they're currently in. Maybe they see another home that they normally would have purchased, but it's going to be thousands more a month because of all the extra interest you're going to have to pay. So that's going to, that's going to dry up the housing market. Home values, temporarily, they will plummet, and it'll scare many of you, just like the stock market crashing has been scaring many of you, just like the crypto market crashing has scared many of you. One thing that surprised me about crypto that I didn't see, I, didn't, I always thought crypto would be a little separate and apart from, and by the way, I've never endorsed people, you know, tell people what to do. I've only dabbled in it to a small degree, but I never thought it'd be tied so close to the market. That surprised me. Um, but that's just neither here nor there. Um, and then you're going to see the unemployment rate rise. The Atlanta, well, just go back to the rest of the week. So we're getting consumer confidence tomorrow, Fed meeting decision on interest rates this week, coupled with a press conference by the Fed chair that will follow on Wednesday. And then the real number that we got to pay the most attention to is going to be 
the GDP number for the second quarter will drop on Thursday. And right now, the Atlanta Fed, which has a very good record of accuracy, they're predicting minus 1.6%. Now, the definition of a recession is two consecutive quarters of negative economic growth. Last month, last quarter, rather, the first quarter of this year was 1.6%, minus 1.6%. If this is minus 1.6%, then that will be, we are officially in a recession. So we're going to get the real moment of truth on the economy. And the White House has been out there trying to spin this, that even if we have two quarters, the very definition of a recession, it's unlikely to be indicative of a recession. Just like, I guess, what, inflation is transitory? Treasury Secretary Yellen acknowledging an economic slowdown, but downplaying recession fears because they know it's going to happen. Lawrence Summers is the only one out there being somewhat realistic, and he's been right the whole time. Well, he used to work for Obama, not his biggest fan, but saying, yeah, the chance of a recession is more likely. He's, he's not seeing this, you know, with rose-colored glasses on. He's not being Pollyannish about this. He's being realistic. It is what it is. And these policies, so much of it rooted in Joe's economic and no domestic energy production policies. We'll just import it from countries that hate us. Just stupid. We'll artificially reduce the world supply. One way you can save money, this is a big way. All of us have cell phones. Many of you, for whatever reason, just remain confident in the big carriers. Join the great stampede away from the big carriers, AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, and join the rest of us. Join me. So make the switch to Pure Talk. If you make the switch to Pure Talk, the great thing is that you're going to get the exact same cell towers as the big carriers, the same 5G network. You'll have the same number of bars on your phone in terms of connectivity. You'll keep your phone. You keep your phone number. But the average family is saving close to $1,000 a year. Many are saving much more. That's real money for the exact same service. It takes less than 10 minutes to be switched over. Just dial pound 250 on your cell. Say the keyword, save now. If you do it now, you save an additional 50% off your first month. No risk at all whatsoever. For any reason you're not satisfied, you can switch back at any time. That's pound 250, keyword, save now for the exact same service, half off from Pure Talk.